Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Keys to the Machine, Doctor Who Edition. I am your host, Jasmine, and today co-hosting we have Adelaide. Hello, Adelaide. Hey, Jasmine. Hey, viewers. And today we're talking about Doctor Who, episode 6, entitled Demons of the Punjab. So overall, Adelaide, what did you think of this episode? Um, I enjoyed this episode. This episode to me was what the... Um the Rosa episode should have been where it was taking a point, an important point in history and focusing on a smaller story within that and how that point impacted people. And I felt like this is, this is what Dr. Who is. I felt like this is really true to what Dr. Who was supposed to be and how it, uh, the original idea behind it. So I really enjoyed it. All right. Of course, you're gonna make me be the bad cop in this one. <laughs> it's my job. So, I don't, I didn't mind the episode as a whole, but my problem with it specifically was that they glossed over the Britain, the British effect on this whole interaction. The like, if we're leaning in, then we lean in completely. Talk about. Go ahead. Like, talk about what the British actually did to make this happen. The plans that they did not make to make this situation come to fruition. And ultimately, the fact that their actions led to this this whole big divide. Yeah, I, I will say that I caught on to that as well. Um, that, like, while I enjoyed the, the idea and the concept behind this one, the actual... Um, I don't want to say the actual execution, because it was still fairly well done. I just feel like... You're glossing over the fact that you guys are mostly responsible for the deaths that are about to happen here. And uh, now you're pretending that you're not. And I, I was just kind of bothered by... Um, th- there were multiple times throughout the episode where I was like... You're, where I actually thought something along the lines of... You created this problem. And yet no one is addressing this. It's given like a throwaway line. But still, no one's talking about this. This is your fault. And no one's saying, get the hell off my property, Brit. Like they, like you said, it was a throwaway line where he goes, you know, it's bad to be British during this time. And that was it. That's all we got. Whereas with Rosa, they leaned in so hard to the racism, I almost felt like my ancestors got slapped. Well, and like, I think this may have been why they chose an American one, because they can't handle their own history. Um, not to say, like, Americans can't handle our own history either. We can't. It's just... We learned it from you, Dad! <laughs> it's just, like, them saying, um... It's just going over and glossing over the effect they had on this, because the Brits had their hand in everything. The, their hand was not, like... They took all the cookies out of this cookie jar and then stuffed their hand back into it. This is how badly done this was on their part. And... They just don't want to talk about it. They're like, oh, yeah, this is what happened. They got really, like, passive voicey when it came to it, too. Like, oh, was divided. It was decided. No. This is your fault. Maybe you should mention that. No, because how dare you bring up the fact that we did bad things in our past. That's the past, Adelaide. You leave that there. No. No, we have to learn from it. Uh, but, uh, anything else that you want to say before we dive into this episode? Uh, no, I think that probably covers it. Um, so in this episode, we get to see Yaz at home with her family and her grandmother is kind of a huge dick. Let's, let's talk about that first of all, because her grandmother's giving out gifts and then she goes to my favorite granddaughter. 
Um, okay, I both <laughs> liked this, and I thought the same thing of, oh, wow, what a dick. But also I thought, yeah, that fits just the way some grandparents are. Because then you hear, the, you hear her mom in the background go, we talked about this. And um, I feel like, I, I don't want to harp on the acting too much, but I feel like the grandmother's actor was a little bit... Um, wooden almost like she didn't sell her she didn't sell her points very well and um i think the um i think that had the grandmother had the actress been a little bit more like emotional about it and a little bit more invested in that part that actually would have come across as really funny instead of um just like kind of funny while being a dick hmm I don't know. I was just... You're probably right. Like, if she had, made, like, leaned into it completely, it would have been hilarious. Like, oh, yeah, you're my favorite. Because <laughs> I have seen it done where it's hilarious. Uh, so, yeah, I will give you that point. Um, But she's handing out gifts. Um, She gives Jasmine a watch with that's cracked. And she's like, yeah, we can just get a fix. And Grandma gets all almost like, you must never get a fix. Never. Why, Grandma? I can't talk about it. The, this is the thing that I hate that people do in movies. Because all she had to do was say, it is a very important moment to me. And it stopped, the time stopped when that watch broke to save that moment forever. See, that would have been better. And can I just say that I kind of, I was kind of annoyed with Yaz this episode. Like, I really like her in general, but if your ma- if your grandmother says, hey, I don't want to talk to this, maybe I'll tell you later, this is like going and reading her journal to figure out what happened. And only on like a much more invasive scale. Hey, I'm going to go back into your timeline and find out exactly what happened because I have to know how the stupid watch broke. And I was just really, I don't know, it bothered me a lot that by the, oh, never mind, I was going to jump right to the end, but never mind. Uh, look, let's talk about the fact that the doctor in general is like, it's a bad idea to go back in your own time zone. It has not done this since Rose. So it was very interesting for her to go back now. Like, was, were you surprised by that? Um, yes and no, because I feel like the doctor in any, in any regeneration, in any incarnation, they say something and then they do the opposite. So I feel like it happens quite frequently when it's a plot device. Um, I will say that like it bothered me a little bit, but especially when like um, I keep wanting to say details, but I know we're not there yet, so I'll pass on that. But especially when certain things were revealed, then it should have been like, all right, this is not how I read the situation. It's time to go. And it should have ended there. Hmm. Well, ultimately, Yaz asked the doctor could she take her back to her grandmother's past. The doctor agrees, bringing her and the others to Punjab in August 1947. Yaz learns the watch's previous owner was a Hindu man named Prem, whose younger brother, Umbri, was set to marry, despite Yaz's family having Muslim roots. I will say that I appreciate the touch on religion here. I did too, actually. I thought it was very, um, probably historically accurate and very well done. Uh, in this situation, not that I mean, Doctor Who can have its issues, so I think this one, this one was handled well. Uh, the group arrives August fourteenth, the day before the deadly part partition of India. She, 
advises her friends to be careful, uh, her friends to rush to the wedding ceremony to ensure Ambri Prem and their family are not caught in the partitioning. Um, so when we were watching the doctor, also, side note, when does the doctor start having visions? I don't know. That was unusual. It felt like a, felt like a thing out of Harry Potter to me, honestly. Do you want me to go further with that? Because that was all I had. Uh, okay. <laughs> but it, I don't know. It was very weird to me, like you said. And it was just interesting that suddenly she's having visions of things. So the doctor's like, I don't know what that was, blah, 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 blah. We also see a holy man who is willing to marry um, the couple walking down the street. Did you like like that whole interaction? Cause I did. It, it was funny because when I was watching it, I thought of you. You're like, fire bed. <laughs> no, <laughs> when... I like... I don't know. I, I liked it a little bit. Um, I admit that uh, I think at some point I was taking notes and so I had my nose like down at the time of that one. But I do remember enjoying at least the audio of it. Hmm. Uh, I thought it was funny. It was cute. Um, and I have nothing else to say about that. <laughs> Anything else that you want to say about that first section? Um. Yeah. Where's he walking to? Like, he was walking to meet them for their wedding. And then they just get on a cart without him and leave him to continue. They, no, walking? they asked him. They said, "Oh yeah, yeah, get... yeah." <laughs> and well, he's still, like, he's, he's gonna like... keep walking. Fine, whatever. Yeah, he said, "I get there when I get there." Basically. He's like, Fine. you people are always in a rush. <laughs> Fine. You get there three days after the wedding. We'll see how it goes. That's why I thought of you in my head. He's like, fire bed. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, eh. All right. Maybe I don't remember that one much. <laughs> uh, just before the ceremony, the doctor has visions of alien figures doing a brief head pain. Uh, reaching the ceremony, they discover the, cer- the ceremonies. A holy man has been murdered. Prim reveals that he saw the aliens that she witnessed around the time his brother died during military service in World War Two. No, World War One. This was World War One, right? What um, World War was this? I want to say World War Two because it was nineteen forties. Eh. Let's see. Google, tell me what World War this was. Yes, you were right. Forties. World War Two. Um. Da, 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 da. The doctor eventually finds the ship and she meets them and she recognizes them as a race of assassins. I okay, I was of two minds to this because the doctor is going around like constantly being hard on these people. But the problem that I have specifically with this doctor is that she isn't like she's like yeah threatening mean face, but doesn't fo- have the follow through. So even if this was a race of assassins, which we ultimately find out it's not, I I I didn't expect her to do anything but tell them to get off her lawn. Yeah, me too. Um, and there was a moment. Um, the younger brother, what was his name? Um, uh, Manish. The Manish. Young- yes. Yeah. So he um, was it him or was it? No, I actually think I actually think it was Prem. Uh, Prem went with them, uh, and they found the holy man that way, right? Uh, that was I'm pretty sure that was Prem when they found him, and um, they have a moment like they show the the rifle that he has at the time, 
And I was impressed they not only showed it, but they fired it. In Doctor yeah. Who. Well, again, but the problem that I had specifically was the do- the doctor allowed another person to take the lead. Because ultimately, he was leading them. Like, she was leading them into like, the ship because he couldn't do it otherwise. But he was leading them into the battle, if there was one, if you get what I'm saying. I agree. And um, it feels like it's a trend in a lot of these. And I think the only two episodes where I feel like the Doctor shouldn't be in the lead is this one, actually, and um, and the Rosa one. But other than that, most of these... The doctor's just not in charge. Uh, see, I disagree. I well, I I agree with your point, but I think that the doctor should always be in charge because that's what we've always seen. And it, it's getting to the point where I'm sitting here constantly saying, "Is this because she's a woman, or is this just this doctor?" And I don't ever remember saying that before. I agree, and I don't think it's fair. For this, if it is just this doctor, I don't think it's fair for it to have been the first, uh, the first time she's reincarnated as a woman. I think that's just, it's not fair for it to, to coincide with that. And it feels mm-hmm. coincidental and it feels intentional, even if it's not just coincidental. Exactly. It feels very intentional. And that's my issue because this doctor is constantly taking a back seat when even the most passive version of the male doctor. The goofy, lighthearted ones had the moments where they were serious and they always took the lead. I don't care if they were injured. I don't care if they had just come out of a regeneration. I don't care what happened. They were always in the lead and you never doubted them. And this doctor is constantly in need of a cheering squad. And they're like picking her up and building her up. It's like a kid with low self-esteem. Okay? And I am fine with building people up. Do not get me wrong. But I don't want to see you building up the doctor. The doctor is supposed to be unshakable. And sure, if that's the point, I don't feel like that's the point of this, though. I feel like if it weren't every episode, they could have a valid point with it. They could have a moment where, oh, we have to build the doctor up. She's dealing with, I don't know, some weird new situation. She just got her sonic screwdriver broken in half. I don't know. I think had it been like somewhere in the middle of uh, just got just regenerated, just got the screwdriver back, still lost the TARDIS. I think somewhere in the middle there, that would have been fine, but it needs to, at some point, it needs to stop in this season. Yeah, it does. It, it, it... Anyway, I digress. Um, did you like this race of alien assassins? Uh, they were guys in masks, so, eh? I, it's like, I was fine with the premise of them. Like, a whole race of aliens just devoted to killing people. Do you know how epic that is? That's very, um, very typical sci-fi, I want to say. Like, I feel like that happens a lot, so I don't know. I wasn't super wild by them. Well, it does happen a lot, but, like, look how big they are. Like, (laughs) this is basically Bigfoot chasing you down, and they're like, this is an assassin. Like, you're huge! And then they're like, oh, they're super fast. That's how they get you. And then they have all of this tech and everything. And I was fine. I was completely fine with this. So as the big bad of this episode, did you like them? Uh, yes. I actually liked the twist around them a little bit more than them as the villain. Uh, can we talk about that now? Or are you 
planning to leave this elsewhere first. The doctor realizes that these are members of the assassin race, but they have come to Earth simply to commemorate those who have died. Their world was destroyed in in the assassin's absence. Question, how? Weren't you all assassins? Like, did they not have any guard around their planet? Because I'm hitting your house first. If I know that the, you're killing people, why wouldn't I come to your door and take you out? I think that's the point. Like, they're off, uh, their best warriors were off, you know, doing their assassin thing. Um, by the way, it's taking all of my strength not to make Assassin's Creed references right now. Just so you know. Um, but they're off doing their thing, and they're leaving the most vulnerable people who are not trained in it, which makes no sense because it's a whole race. I don't know. They they said a bunch of people died, and how if no one was home for it? I just, all right. Well, no, well, no. my point is, even if that's the best go out, let's say the best soldiers went out, and they were taking these missions, that means your second string are still at home. You have no safeguards around your house knowing that you are assassins and you have made enemies. You don't have like a decoy planet. You don't have, you know what I mean? It's like you're an assassin. You have nothing protecting your house. I want to defend, but also like I can't. So damn it, Doctor Who. <laughs> um, but ultimately they spent a hundred, they claim that they are going to bear witness to deaths. Because they spent hundreds of generations honoring their lost world. And they traveled to witness and honor those left for dead, unseen, unknown, in the wake of the partition. And they have come to honor Prem. Um, this made the doctor look really crappy, if we're being honest. Because the doctor stole the ashes of their fallen planet and then was like, yeah, I know you're assassin. And they're like, you have the only thing that matters to us. It like and basically they were like we could have killed you by now if we really wanted to you'd be dead yeah I kind of got that vibe too and honestly after she stole the ashes of their planet and what was left of their people I kind of expected them to at least attempt it yeah yeah exactly I, I will say I, I appreciated the how she I appreciated the body language and Jodie Whittaker did a good job of this where she um she swaps off of the kind of aggressive stance, aggressive for the doctor anyway, and she immediately takes their, their mourning stance with her hands over her chest, and I, I appreciated that little gesture it brought in, that physical gesture of acting. I, I appreciated that moment. Yeah, I didn't notice it, but yay, good job, I guess. <laughs> um, after it's revealed that Prim will become a casualty of the partition, they allow the doctor to view the um, recording of the holy man's death. The footage reveals the holy man was murdered by Prim's younger brother, Manish, who opposed the wedding. Returning to the others, she reveals what she's learned. Um, also, let's talk about how Jazz was like, this isn't my grandfather. She can't marry this man. The whole episode. Yeah. I I like Yaz, I do, but this episode bothered me so much. Like her her actions in this episode, this was I didn't like this. I didn't like her whole no, we have to see what happens. It's a watch, dear. Let your grandma tell you. Just chill out for a second. Not just that. It's the fact that she like she just demanded to come back to this point and then was mad that her grandmother had a life before her grandfather. I'm sure your grandmother was taking lots of dick. Like, I'm sure your grandmother had lots of love. I mean, so, 
Did you see the lack of property or the property between those two houses? I don't <laughs> think it was much before that point, anyway. <laughs> but it's just, it, I don't know. I don't like the fact that she's like, my grandfather has to be the only love my grandmother had. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like, I, I like, I absolutely agree with you. I just feel like on the one hand, because Yaz assumed that Watch was her grandfather's, I think that's where that came from. She assumed that whoever had the watch was her grandfather because her grandmother did the thing that everybody hates in all writing where she just didn't communicate and thus it created a problem. Well, it's also... I, I already reigned in the grandmother. Like, I, I railed against that. But my thing is, why couldn't Judge just go like, and sit down and wait for her grandmother to tell her? Like, obviously, it was a traumatic experience. That's my entire issue here. Like, why did you have to go snooping around in her past? Why did you have to go to her, um, to literally the, the arguably a terrible time in her life? I was going to say worse, but I don't know. Uh, I would still classify this as one of the worst times in her life. Um, why would you have to go to that point to find out the significance of this watch? You're robbing a story that you're, you're robbing your grandmother of this story and this bonding experience that she could have had with you. And I, I just really was bothered by this the whole time. And then the minute that we found out those assassins were not killing people off, the doctor should have been like, nope, we're done. Out we go. Uh, anyway. The doctor performs the wedding ceremony the next day. Her and her companions witness how the watch broke and why it was given to Umbrain. Uh, Singh managed, the doctor accosts him uh, for the holy man's murder and he reveals that he's part of an armed Hindu nationalist group that is attacking the wedding reception while Umbrain and her mother escape with the doctor. Prim remains behind to try to reason with his brother and dies when the nationalists shoot him. Okay, I loved his death scene. I'm sorry. But it was such a great scene. I think it was really what people need right now. Yeah, I actually thought that was really well done. And I think that's what made me really enjoy this episode more. Because I was I was worried that they were going to shy away from that. And they did it without being like supernatural explicit about it. And to me, that made, that gave it more impact than what an American show of the same sort of audience range would have done. Well, Americans are very brutal. Remember Ellie? Yes, we are very violent, and I understand <laughs> that. And So, like, we would have shown it, and oh, I think yeah. that the impact lies within not showing it and just showing mm -hmm. the implication, and just letting us, you know, hang Fill there in with the blank implication. With the gunshot. Yeah. Uh, and I appreciated that the aliens came and it was like, we will watch over him from there for now. I was like, yeah, okay. All right, thank you. I don't want to ruin the niceness of this part of the conversation, but at the same time, can we address how dumb it was that the doctor was uh, was part of that ceremony? Mm. Mm. I don't know. I I didn't care. I'm trying to I'm trying to I don't care. Like right. because the doctor's been a part of several different ceremonies. They she hasn't officiated well. She this doctor is the only one that I remember officiating a ceremony, but the problem I had with it was because the doctor, because it's so 
on top of Yaz's timeline that having the doctor officiate her grandmother's wedding that she's married for for like 12 hours if not less um I, I don't know i was really bothered by that because you know that moment is imprinted in the grandmother's memory forever that's and another thing i was wondering she sees the doctor like how does she not recognize yes that's what i was wondering like how does she the, this would have to be a burn in memory so how, like and you could always say that yes is a family member from a down the street so of course she would look similar to her yes well, and so at the same that time, could get like, away. Still, you think that once Yaz grew up, you'd be like, "Wow, you look a lot like that girl I remember that that was at my wedding that where my husband died six hours later." Right, but she's a family member, so you can always get away with that claim of like some people in your family will look like generations later. My problem is the doctor. Yeah, if she ever sees the doctor, she will instantly recognize her. So now that. Now there's this potential loophole that if the grandmother ever lays eyes on the doctor, you have a big problem. Mm-hmm. Unless she has Alzheimer's and like, oh, who is this random woman? I mean, I wouldn't put it past her. I don't feel like she has it, but I wouldn't put it past her to have something similar. And, um, but at the same time, I feel like the actor would have to sell that a little bit more. Uh, then we also have the moment where Yaz comes back to present day and the grandmother's like, you know what, I can tell you the story about what happened, which angers me even more. Because then Yaz goes, no, grandma, it's okay. I was so I mad. Hate- <laughs> I, just, I was so mad. Like, after all of this, your grandmother was going to tell you like an hour later. Well, that, like, she goes to tell her, and it could have been this awesome moment where she talks about her history with her granddaughter, and and they have this moment of understanding between them. Like, I don't know, I'm not, like, super close with family members all the time, but talking to my grandma about her experiences during World War II, where she had Japanese internment camps living, like, not that far from where she was living at the time, that was really interesting to me, and it was, she was really little at the time. So, like, hearing stuff about her past from her puts a lens on it that is, it's way more interesting, and it's a its a bonding experience that she should have had with her grandmother. But instead, she was a kid that couldn't wait to open her presents on Christmas Day, and so she went tearing through the house and tore them all open. And then, when she actually goes to open them, she's like, nah, I don't care. Yeah, I think you put a very fine point on that, so... Uh, let's move on to interesting story bits and notes. <laughs> While participating in the wedding celebrations, the doctor muses that she is she never used to do this kind of thing when she was a man. I was okay with this. I thought it was funny. It was a nice little anecdote. And then the doctor was like, "Yes, yeah, my intergender my intergender uh conversations are completely com- comical." I thought this was so cute. I really liked that this was referenced, and I really liked that they they brought it up. And you don't often hear her say... Has she ever said the phrase, when I was a man, before in this season? I don't recall. Because Yaz seemed to recognize... Like, maybe it was just a... It was just, oh, it's a doctor thing. This is just how the doctor is. But her companions recognized... Like, they didn't say something like, what? You were a man? Um, and so I feel like 
I feel like they know, but at the same time, we haven't seen them get that information. And frankly, I would have liked to see them get that information because having a female doctor is very new. And anytime, I, I want to see that response. I feel like they talked about it briefly in the first episode. Like, I feel like they she hinted was, at it. She was like, "Why do you keep anything. calling me, ma'am? Because you're a woman. I am." Like, yeah, I think it was that yeah i don't know i just feel like maybe if she'd been like yeah you know i was a guy in my past life it, it had something i don't know i feel like more of a more of an explanation was probably given to them at some point or they were just like eh, it's the doctor mm-hmm. um we also learned that the doctor can officiate weddings and previously officiated albert einstein's that was a cute little throwaway line see these are the moments where i really like this doctor because it's like so many other doctors where they have these cute little throwaway lines that hint to a past and like really rich living experiences. And uh, I, don't know, I just, I enjoy that because it humanizes the doctor a little bit more. Um, we also, for the second time in this season, um, didn't have that usual end credits music. Did you notice that? Uh, no, because it goes to a commercial on the thing I'm watching uh, before the credits. And so I just hit close. So, no, I didn't okay. notice that. So, well, they had um, an Indian music drums, and it was just really a nice version of the theme song. And this episode was originally broadcast on Remembrance Day, and the centurion of the Amistad that ended the First World War. So, it was a great moment. Okay, I have to go back and listen to that then, because I'm sad I missed <laughs> that. I, apparently, I need also, to start listening to the ending credits. Yeah, they also did it in Rosa. But I didn't talk about it because I didn't feel like it. Because Rosa pissed me off. (laughs) I never listen to the end credits. I I do the same with Supernatural. And there's always a commercial uh, that the player I'm watching just immediately throws in right before the credits. And so I'm like, I'm not sticking around for this. (laughs) So. Live and learn. Um, Anything else that you want to say about the interesting story bits? Um, No, I think you covered the, the main two that I was thinking of. I don't remember if there were any others that I thought of at the time. Okay, continuity. Oh, oh God! Uh, the doctor is piloting the TARDIS again using telepathic circuits. Uh, we also see, like, to find a specific time. We saw this previously in the episode "Listen in Dark Water." Do you remember that? I do. I don't remember the specifics of the episode, but I do remember the uh, telepathic, um, the telepathic piloting, and the uh, specific date that it pulled out of it. Yes. We also have the doctor mention that she's giving everyone points. And for some reason, she said yes was her favorite. I mean, not her favorite, but yeah, like we can't have a world without yes, which I would have been completely fine with, if we're being honest. But the only reason that we couldn't is because it would mess up the timeline in my head. But there is some fandom that is now saying that yes is the favorite and she's going to be the new Rose. What are your thoughts? If they do a romance with this doctor, then yes, it has to be yes. Other than that, I don't care. No. No, it does not have to be yes. Yes, it does. No. I will Yes, I want a gay doctor, damn it. Yeah, I don't care if she, I don't care if, like if I don't care who she's licking or sucking, it ain't my business. My problem is I'm tired of the companion like I don't need another rose. I hated rose. Like at the end of Rose's storyline, I was basically yelling about how horrible Rose was. Okay, but most of that comes from the fact that Rose was just a terrible human being. I, again, I don't care. 
she has soured me forever. I do not want the doctor to be in love with another companion. Like, they can all be in love with her. I'm completely fine with that. Do not have the doctor fall in love with a companion because I still stand that she did not love Rose, that the doctor didn't love Rose. Say, I still agree with you. I don't think the doctor loved Rose. And I don't think, I feel like, like you mentioned before, it's their pet. Like, she loves them. Not in the way they probably love her. And I am kind of sick of and of the um, the doctor romancing, like humans specifically. Like, if you're going to really do it, maybe bring River in. But at the same time, like, if it has to be exactly. a and it has to be exactly. a romance, then I want it to be yes. Bring, no, bring yes. back River. You, you called it. Bring me my River back and let this flow. I am fine with that. Or Missy. Just do a Missy thing. I'm cool love with that it too. If it was Missy. Love like, that. <laughs> I just don't want it to be like I want it to be someone who is equal to the doctor. Is that so wrong? <laughs> I mean, I understand it, but at the same time, like if it has to be a companion, no. Yes. I hope she does. I said it... always, it's always from like zero to a hundred. Like, no, she cannot be. <laughs> she cannot be in love with Yaz. I hope Yaz dies. Like, <laughs> like okay. now, I really want her to die. Because they're already hinting that a companion will die at the end of the season. Completely fine. If they fall in love, she needs to die. I mean, if you have to kill one off, fine. I just feel like if it's one of the other... It would have to be, yes. Because if you kill off one of the other two, then it is cruel and unusual because they already lost the grandma. How dare you do that? Anyway, let's move right along. Um, the doctor mentions the dangers of going back in time. Uh, the last time we saw this, as I mentioned, was Rose and Father's Day. Um, however, this time, this companion wasn't stupid enough to mess up the time stream. Rose is the worst. Yeah, no. Comment? No, I agree. I hate Rose. Okay. Um, the doctor states that she is too kind and that this is something that her predecessor told her to be. I feel like this is a cop-out. And I think that this is what they're going to be using as the reason the doctor is so nice. What are your thoughts? What was it? I'm trying to remember that point. The doctor specifically says that she is too kind and this is something that her predecessor told her to be. Oh, that, um, yeah, he did say something about kindness or something, didn't he? When he regenerated? I don't remember that exact scene. Yeah, he said, remember. always be kind. and Like, he said a lot of stuff. Yeah. I remember, I remember kindness coming up now that I think about it. Um, I don't know, I'm terrible with details, especially when they're that far back. Um, I feel like that would give her a little bit more continuity, but also at the same time, like, there's a difference between kindness and spinelessness. And so far, we're leaning towards the latter, and that's a problem. Um, last... No, not last. Um, the doctor remarks that she loves weddings. Um, her 10th loved weddings, and so did her 11th. Um, and the 10th remark that his own wedding was rubbish. Like he was oh no, he said that he was rubbish at being married. But um the episodes that we saw them make these remarks are respectively Runaway Bride, uh Big Bang, Let's Kill Hitler, and Blink. 
So are you surprised that the doctor loves weddings? Uh, no, because you've mentioned it before. So, we, and we've seen it before. We've seen him interact with weddings. We've seen him be involved. So, I mean, I don't, I don't have a lot to add to this one. You're kind of, you're going to pull teeth where there aren't any here. Yeah, it's fine. Um, the doctor has attended several weddings in the series. Uh, Father's Day and the Big Bang are just to name two. And lastly, the doctor states these people are under her protection. The 11th doctor voiced a similar sentiment multiple times. But the difference is I believe the 11th doctor. I don't believe her. I, I mean, yes, but also it was Moffat, so I don't, I don't want to be too nice about that. Well, this is my problem, okay? The 11th doctor, when he said it, it was convicting. It, it, like, I could feel that he would do whatever it took to protect these people. Whereas I do not feel that from her. Do you? As of now, no. And I guess I'm holding out hope that in some way that will change. But as the episodes progress, I kind of lose that hope a little bit more. Um, Once the season is over, uh, we can have a conversation about whether we think that this is because she's a woman or if it's just this doctor. Um, and we, I think we discussed last episode that they aren't doing the Christmas episode. Yeah, you mentioned that. So, I've recently come to my attention that instead of doing a Christmas episode, they're doing a New Year's episode. So, what are you- I mentioned that before, too? Because you you said something about doing New Year's and we we talked about, oh, well, I said something like, yeah, Christmas has played out, but, and then we went on about how other holidays could have been celebrated. But, yeah, I guess New Year's, too. All right, go for it. So, yeah, this year they're doing a New Year's episode instead of Christmas. How do you feel about that? Uh, I don't mind. I don't care. I never really mo- watched much of the um, uh, the Christmas, Christmas one. Like, I didn't watch it at the time. I don't tend to watch things when they air. I'm always like, eh, that's not convenient at this moment. I will watch it a couple days later online. So it's just, I, that to me, that probably, that loses the effect when it's a Christmas episode. So it doesn't feel as impactful to me anyway. So, eh. I might watch it New Year's though, because most of the time New Year's is just me sitting at home watching the Space Needle on TV. So I don't really care. That's what all the cool kids are doing, Adelaide. I don't care about New Year's. It's boring <laughs> to me. It's boring and dark and cold. I'm not, and most of the time raining and or snowing. So no. But yeah, I, I don't care. I'm I'm trying to find other words, but I, as long as I get a show, I, I just have to watch another episode of Christmas Story. Another episode of, like, I'll have a blue Christmas without you, Santa, with a big stupid tear. And, like, I'll keep pushing. It's nothing else that I have for this. Anything else that you want to add, Adelaide? Are you telling me you do not watch The Nightmare Before Christmas on Christmas Day? No. Shame. Like, no. The Nightmare Before <laughs> Christmas is, like, halfway between Christmas and Halloween. That is its place. Fine. <laughs> Fine. I'll probably watch whatever Harry Potter, whatever channel's marathoning Harry Potter. Well, that's always ABC. Yep. They do that every year. Mm, yeah, I'll skip that. Are you going to watch the Sabrina Christmas Carol? Um, now that I know about it, possibly. I'm a little scared thinking about it, but sure. Eh, that's fine. Well, we'll let you guys know. Anyway, thank you guys <laughs> for listening to another episode of Geeks of the Machine, Doctor Who Edition. I was your host, Jasmine, and co-host, and we had Adelaide. Bye, guys. Um... You can reach us on the website at overpowerentertainment.com. You can reach the 
You can reach us on Twitter at Real OP Tweets. You can reach me personally at OP Jasmine. You can reach Adelaide at OP underscore Addie, A-D-D-I-E. You can reach the show on Instagram at Real OP Graham. You can check out our Discord server and talk to us about different stuff. And let us know what you think. Thoughts, opinions, comments. Let us know. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.